Welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. It's I, your host, Sean Stroud, in case you forgot my name. I don't say it very often because uh, I just don't think about it, but how was your Saturday? That's right, we are back on a Saturday once again. My Saturday wasn't bad, honestly. My Friday, a little different. Um, I didn't have to go to work, which was pretty nice. But then on my way to the gym, I got a call from William. And he delivered some news to me. And like to keep to make a long story short, I'm no longer employed. Now that sucks. Just face value. Oh my gosh, this dog's barking. I hope y'all can't hear that. It's this little rat dog. I can tell by the bark. It's been barking all day. Anyway, I'm yeah, I'm no longer employed, and that sucks. But I'm not. I'm not as nearly as stressed out and anxious and as much of a wreck as I was when I just got my hours cut that first time a couple months back. So I don't know if that's personal growth or I'm just in a better position right now than I was then, but I'm not stressing out. All I got to do is, or in my mind, all I have to do is call, call up some home inspection agencies and see if they're hiring and then pass my test and I'm still on the right track. So, just a minor setback. I can still pay rent. I can still afford food and groceries. Don't worry about me. Um, but that does suck. It is nice knowing I don't have to go to work Monday, and uh, or Tuesday, or Wednesday, and it's nice knowing that I don't have to worry about fucking up and losing my job. Because, well, that already happened. But yeah. Oh, well, no. Let me clear that up. I, as far as it, as it was explained to me, I didn't lose my job because of something I did. It was um, these big bosses just changing business models, uh, not moving away from home inspection because there's too much liability, which I totally get. Man, I am fighting back a sneeze right now. <coughs> I lost. But I did move the mic. Anyway. Um, yeah, I was stuck in traffic when he called me about that. And that sucked. But I still went to the gym after that. So I think that's cool. I'm happy about that. I did uh, I did back. Someone broke the row machine, man. Someone broke the row machine. So I couldn't use that. I had to take something out of my back uh, workouts, which are already very minuscule. I, I just don't know what to do. Uh, Kevin only had, he only did two exercises, but then he showed me one more to, that I can add in my uh, set at the gym. And yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, yeah, how was your weekend? Have you gotten anything done? I haven't gotten very much done this weekend. I, I mean, to be honest, today feels like Sunday because yesterday felt like a Saturday to me. And I would like to go out and do stuff but that normally involves spending money and I'm trying not to spend money now because that's not I don't have any money coming in so I shouldn't be putting any money out although I did enter this raffle yesterday and 
at first I wasn't going to do it, but then, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I talked to mom about it and the way she, cause in my mind it was a one in 15 chance, right? 15 slots for the raffle, 15 bucks each. Like, damn, normally they're, it's one in 10. So that's pretty shitty, pretty shitty odds. But my mom put it in this pr perspective of it could be the lottery, could be one in a million, could be worse than that. So I picked number 13 out of 15, put my money in, and then it took a while to fill up. But um, like an hour or two ago, he went live with the raffle, and the way it works, he puts a numbered token, 1 through 15, in a cup, and the last one out wins. So he put the put the numbers in. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. Shakes it around. All right, the first one out is number thirteen. <laughs> Isn't that just fucking perfect? And like I said, it's not the first one out wins; it's the last one out. So I was the first one to fucking lose. That was nice. That's what I did today. That that's the product. The product of. The culmination of my efforts today. Nah. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to the store. I'm out of food. I need Oreos. I need milk. I need Cheerios. You know, the essentials. And, um, man, I learned, I started learning bass this week. It was pretty fun. It's, um, a lot of people that I, uh, that I talk to that play guitar or bass, they don't read music. They just kind of hear it or learn songs or look at tabs. So the first thing I wanted to do was figure out notes and how that shit works. So basically, um, guitar, right? There are strings and then you hold down multiple strings to make a chord. Well, bass guitar is just every string is a chord. So you start with the, those initially, just the open chords, which is just hitting the string. And then whenever you go down on, whenever you press down a fret, that um, makes the note go up however many pitches. So if I press down on the first fret, uh, let's see, let's say I'm using the E string. If I press down on the first fret, that's an F, because it's uh, E to F is a half step. But then to a G would be the third fret down because it's a uh, full step. So E to F is a half step. That's one fret, and then um, you skip one for a full step. So that'd be down to G. Uh, I hope I didn't, I probably just lost everybody who d doesn't understand, whatever. It's not very important. Um, I learned to play Smoke on the Water. I can play Money kind of roughly, and I can play Tank from Cowboy Bebop. Actually, I might plug in the bass and play it real quick, just, just to see how it sounds. Here, here, let me, uh, alright, I'm just gonna try to play Tank real quick, and then Money, because I don't really like the way it sounds on here, but I want to prove that I can play bass.
as you can tell it's still a work in progress but it's fun not as fun as drums not nearly as much fun as drums oh my goodness I love drums so much plus I mean for this I gotta stand up I gotta wear a strap I gotta put a strap on I never thought I'd put a strap on in, in my life but here I am sitting with this shit strapped over my shoulder uh, uh, nah, it's cool. Uh, it's fun playing bass. I definitely prefer it to guitar because guitar I would have to memorize finger placements, like making whole ass shapes with my fingers. Now the only the only um, like shapes I have to remember with this is um, like major scale shapes. So if I want to play one, if I want to play the C major scale, I just put one finger on there, and then I remember the same pattern going down, pressing on the frets, um, which is a lot easier. I feel like. Uh, and not hard but when it comes to guitar you have to memorize like all right now i'm gonna put this finger on the first string this finger on the second string this finger on the second string and this finger on the fourth string now i'm gonna put this finger on the third third string you know what i'm saying like that's a lot to remember and to get in the right spot at once that's a lot you can fuck up so i, I might have said this before i tried to learn guitar once from my mom's boss uh from william's dad will and i mean I was kind of learning. I was learning to pluck and stuff. I had learned like one chord, and then he played some Stevie Ray Vaughan in the guitar or in the car for us or for me on our way to get ice cream. Which, um, what's that? Baskin Robbins ice cream sucks, bro. Don't fucking do not compare that shit to Brahms or Bluebell ever. And, but anyway, he played Lenny. He played some good ass shit, and he said, "This is the best." Now, shit or get off the pot, and um, I got off the pot, man. It was not worth it at the time, and um, it still does not appear worth it, but bass is uh, more fun. It's just, man, the thing about bass is bass lines are less recognizable. Like, if it would be so much easier for me to pick cool guitar songs to learn, but I really got to keep an ear out for cool bass songs. Here, I'm going to stop recording real quick so I can put this shit up. Alright, I'm back. So, um, that's actually not my bass. That's Aiden's. He's letting me borrow it, thankfully. Um, giving me a, the opportunity to learn this instrument. But when I went to pick it up, I walked into his house and his dad was sitting on the couch. And he just handed me a joint and started. we started having a conversation like I was one of his buddies. It was pretty fucking cool. Uh, we were just talking about uh, home repair stuff. Uh him, both him and my dad do home repair, not not together separately, but uh, he just started telling me about the this bullshit that he walked into on a job and how whenever someone's asking him how much something's going to cost, he's like, nah, how, what, what's your budget? Because I can do it the right way and it's going to blow a hole in your pocket or you can tell me how much you have to work with and I'll tell you what I can do. But it's cool uh, having that just being able to have that knowledge to talk about shit like that. And it felt really cool to just, you know, obviously I'm not on equals with him, but he, he kind of handed me, handed me the joint. Like I'm on the same level, you know, like we're just buds. That shit's cool. I mean, it's not the first time that I've smoked with him or around him, but just how casual it was. It made me feel kind of like an adult a little bit. I don't know, but, um, his family's always nice. It's always good to see them and catch up. Um, didn't get to see his brother. I hope he's doing all right. Cub, if you're listening to this, bro, hey, shout out to you. Hope you're doing good, bro. It's been a minute. If you ever want to come hang out, come smoke, 
hit me up, bro, for sure. Anyway, um, I put, it is okay to say no. Man, what was I mad about? I don't know. I was watching some more Fresh Prince this week. I watched the episode where Will and Carlton got robbed and um, Will got shot, which happened pretty fast, kind of dumb. I mean, they had given the robber the money, and then uh, Carlton was like, well, wait, I have more, and then starts reaching into his pocket. The robber starts yelling, get your hand out of your pocket, get your hand out of your pocket, like he's a cop or some shit, like... Obviously, this dude's not pulling a gun on you in retaliation, but I guess they had to get it to happen in some fashion. So, yeah, Will gets in the way and gets shot. And then in the hospital bed, uh, this is another way where I think they handled this pretty realistically to the character, like as as if it had happened in real life to him. Um, Will's, like, joking about everything, trying to make people feel better. Just trying to lighten the mood, but Carlton's the only one that's not really, he can't get with it. He's just stunned. He, it, it's like he's stuck in that moment. And then um, everybody leaves, except for Lisa, who's his girlfriend. And you know she's kind of like, hey, you don't have to joke around me. You don't have to put up the face. And then he just stops talking, calms down. And uh, he has nightmares later, and so it's obvious that he's putting up a front. But uh, a little bit later, Carlton comes back, and I I love this scene. It it starts by Carlton is just very thankful, and Will, I owe you anything you want, anything, name it. And Will's like, nah, man, it's not not that deep, bro. Like, it could have happened to either of us. Uh, It's not nothing to worry about but then as it goes on Carlton um, it's clear that this is not going to leave his mind easily he's really worked up he's uh, worried about his own safety he's worried about Will he's he's talking about how the police are useless it's just going to happen again and then he shows Will that he actually has a gun and um He's going to use it to protect himself. He's going to be walking around with it. I, I don't know. They kind of made it a huge deal that he had it. And he uh, he's about to leave. And Will's like, nah, man, you don't need that. You don't. Come on, bro. Put that away. And Carlton's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it on me. So he's about to leave. And then Will like yells, give me the gun. You owe me, Carlton. Carlton, you owe me. I want the gun, like screaming at him, which I can only imagine what the other patients in that hospital thought, but he uh, gets Carlton to give it over, and yeah, that was just a really fucking intense scene, and I I like the way they did that. It's just little pockets of realness that make the show stick, in my opinion. Um... I had to do a driver safety course this week. That was pretty fucking boring. It was for my, um, because I got tickets. Basically what that is, is every minute and a half, I get to click next. And then I get to take 10 questions where it's, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. 
blank is a good practice to do while you're driving and then the answer the answers are um, speeding sexting smoking or looking straight ahead it's, it's like come on bro Oh, who is this really for? You just if you just wanted my money, I could have just paid the you however much that it costs for me to do this course. But it's clear no one's picking up anything from this. Anywho, played cards with Shay this week. I lost the warm up, of course. I always almost lose the warm up because I kind of just play like shit. Uh, when it's the warm up time, I, I want to just see what he has. If he's playing like he has something, man, fuck it, I'll call it. If you got it, I want to see it. That's entertaining. But uh, I won the first game with uh, I got pocket fours, and which yeah, he dealt me two fours, and then another four came up on the flop. So I just had three pair, three of a kind, straight away. I was golden, and I didn't uh I didn't bet heavy or anything though, because I know Shea plays aggressive normally. I let him bet out, and then I bet I called it and raised more on top of it. So I won that game, but then he said uh, double or nothing, and I was like, sure. So, but I lost that game, and the final hand I had a seven and a three, and he had a five and a six, all hearts. And he went all in, I went all in, so we both put our cards out, and then on the flop, I'm pretty sure he got both a five and a six, and then I just didn't get shit, so. He won that, got his money back. But after that, we played dominoes. And man, I can fuck up a game of dominoes, trust me. He said, uh, when he offered, he was like, you want, do you want to play for $10, $10 again? I said, yeah, I'll play for 10 but um, if you want to, I'd play for 15 And he said, nah, I'm just not that confident in my abilities or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah, I feel the opposite. And then anyway, we were playing. I was ahead for a bit, but then he got me. He he locked up the board. He got me with like six, seven dominoes in my hand and uh, got 50 points, something like that, and pulled ahead. But then I, I, you know, I'm a fucking G, so I tied it back up, evened it back out, and then it got to down, down to where we were both 15 points away from winning. And, uh, you know, we had kind of been in the heat of it so the last couple moves. So there were two doubles out. It was the double two and the double three, and I wasn't sure which one was the spinner, so which one I could play off of. And so I looked at him and I said, "Shay, which one of the which one of the dominoes is the spinner?" He said, "It's the double two. I was like, "You're sure it's the double two?" He's like, "Yep, it's the double two." And so I put down what I needed to score fifteen and win the game, and made myself ten bucks. Woo! It's the little victories in life. That was nice. I wish they, I wish they had dominoes in uh, casinos, cause I would for sure hit that up. But I just know I would run into some old, gray, long-haired, bearded dude wearing a hat, probably a cloak. He he, uh, you know, he'd measure me up with his eyes and then put all his chips in and just bend me over the table and take all my pride and money. I can see it. I can see it already. That's probably what's going to happen to me as soon as I play uh, poker. I'm, I'm wanting to play Texas Hold'em the next time we go to the casino, which, I mean, now that I don't have a job, m- might be a little later than I had planned, but you get the you get the idea. There's always somebody bigger and better than you. So 
Um, I was getting gas on my way home yesterday, and I wasn't. I'm getting gas, right? Why the fuck is anybody going to, what reason do you have to come up to me and, and talk to me? So I get out of my car. I, I'm just fucking with the thing, about to put my card in. This dude comes up to the left of me. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I, d- I do not look at him. I don't react. I just keep looking at the machine. I p- put in my PIN number. He, sa- he said something like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. And he just stands there. And so I just go go about my shit. I put the number in, pick the gas, put the put the nozzle in the shit, and start pumping. And then I go back into my car, get my phone out, and post up next to the gas thing. Don't look at him the whole time. Don't acknowledge his existence. And guess what? He went away. He he went he walked away and I didn't have to deal with him and my day was not interrupted at all. This isn't the first time this has happened. This uh also happened the other day before that company lunch. Some dude was like, Excuse me, sir. He was an older dude. He's like, excuse me. And I just kept walking. I don't I don't care. I don't got money for people. If that's not what it is, then sorry. I was you know, find somebody else. I I really you know that that skill was really built up in Chicago. I swear, the there are more homeless people up there than down here, like way more. It, I've said it. I don't know if I've said it on here, but Chicago is just like a big deep elm. It's uh, kind of trashy and it's just very urban. I didn't like it. It was too cold too. This week I watched. I watched the first episode of a show that Mesley suggested me. Now, thinking back, I think Mesley put me on to Breaking Bad. Mesley put me on to The Walking Dead, which, I mean, hey, that that kind of died out in a blazing flame of glory. But Because there's no way I was going to finish that after some stuff that happened. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because uh, that's a dickhead thing to do, but... Some people died that I really liked, and I just never watched again. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I got really deep into that show, too, so that sucked. But what I'm trying to get at is Mesley's got a good track record when it comes to shows. So I checked it out. It was called Wanderlust. And this is my review. So just to start off, I mean, there's nice shots, cinematography, nice music. But that that's all kind of standard from a uh, like a big produced show like a Netflix, HBO, something like that. So that's not really anything super noteworthy, but what is noteworthy is in the first 5 minutes this dude gets caught jerking off in an office building. <laughs> so that just kind of set the pace for this show immediately. And then this uh the main character, I don't fuck what's her name? I feel like it's Joy. Yeah, yeah, her name is Joy. She gets caught masturbating by her kid, and that's fucking her son. That's weird as hell. And then he goes to school and tell and talks about that with his best friend. Yeah, that's that's weird. But um, let, let me let me get back in order here. Um, there's some really nice foreshadowing in the show. They start it with like a very small cut of a scene that you'll see later. And it's not super heavy foreshadowing, like, dun-dun-dun, like, Law & Order shit, but it's it's actually really nice how they do it, because they make it in her perspective, if that makes sense. 
because it's it's a it's a trauma thing. She was in an accident, and so um, when she's about to uh, have sex, she thinks about the accident just for a second, but we don't know what the context is until later. But it's because it's uh, painful. For I think that's that's what it was. She this was the first time she tried to have sex in a bit because the accident. But yeah, that's really cool how they did that. I like that. And then um, uh, that doesn't go well. The husband's fucking. He's just not laying the dick down right. I don't know. So the next day, the husband I don't remember his name. He goes into work and catches this dude jerking off. Right, or he doesn't catch him. He he talks to a woman that caught him jerking off, and so he has to deal with all that shit. And then he ends up talking to the woman, and it seems like she's flirting with him, but I don't really think that he noticed. But anyway, she get or he gets home, and Joy has dressed up in like lingerie and stuff. She's acting like uh, I think it's like called a dominatrix. She's being uh very aggressive and stuff, you know, trying to make his uh helmet press against the his pants right but it it just does not seem to be working and then so she says tell me about your day <laughs> and that, that shit's just hilarious writing uh it ruins the mood because he he's he's like uh actually i caught this dude got caught jerking off in the office which it turns out that guy that got caught jerking off is one of her clients. She's a therapist, uh, relationship counseling, I think. But he's one of her clients, and so is his wife. So that's weird as fuck in a, in a new way. But ruins the mood, you know. They don't end up doing the dirty. And then... Um, The husband goes back to work. That uh, the lady that got that caught the dude jerking off, kind of sending him some signals. And I'm gonna be honest, I felt like he wasn't picking up on him. I felt like he wasn't picking up on him. But then they got alone. They started smoking some weed. They started. Uh, they started kissing. He leaned in and he made the first move. It was wild. I didn't expect it. Like I said, I thought that he was oblivious, but no. He wasn't. And then uh, the wife, Joy, she has like a water aerobics class, and she starts seeing this dude that she's kind of interested in. This is simultaneous. This is happening at the same time, but unrelated to the husband. And then eventually it's raining. She gets a ride home from the dude from the swim place. I think his name's Mark. You know, she takes him back to her place, and then she she tossed him off. That's the word she used. She she jerked his girk. She was um, peeling his banana, and then uh, it comes nighttime. The husband comes home. She's home, and it's just eating at the husband. It is very obvious, and he admits that he cheated first. He. Uh, is very remorseful and then when she turns and says well actually now that you mention it I did something too he gets angry he turns the lamp on right and then he's like what what do you mean how did you just how did you just jerk off some guy right and she's just surprised she's what wait didn't we just both do this 
and then uh, she turns the lamp on, and then she gets mad. And I thought that was some really cool, small symbolism they did in the scene. Uh, right when they changed uh, tones, they both turned the lamp on uh, in respectfully. I'm sorry. I'm getting my words mixed up. I, I thought that was so cool that they did that. But, no, they start arguing, and I, I do agree with her. It's complete bullshit that the dude is getting burnt, uh, bent out of shape, even though he did w the same thing and worse because he fucked that girl. And uh, the wife just jerked off the dude, and I think they kissed a little bit, but not the same shit. But, yeah, the the husband was getting all bent out of shape, and I thought that was a really good... Because I feel like, honestly, most dudes would react the same way in that situation. So I thought that was really good on them to put that as the as what happened. And then um, they, you know, they're trying to talk about it because it's obvious they still love each other. You know, they're getting mad, but they, they ask each other, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to leave you. I still love you. And then she asks him do you want to have sex with me? And normally I would imagine a husband and wife scenario that that would be a pretty easy yes, but he doesn't say anything. And then she asks him if he wants to have sex with the other girl again. He's like, that's not fair, which obviously that's a fucking yes. So she says, well, I want to have sex with Mark again. And then he admits that he wants to fuck the other girl again. And then the wife suggests an open relationship and i really love the way they they fucking like positioned this or structured it i guess so that that's the very last thing that happens because in my mind like before this i could have never thought of a situation where an open relationship would be a viable thing that would be good for both people but um not having it presented to me in that way like as what i that's what i'm going into and then seeing it play out I, I can understand like yeah that makes sense from the tv show perspective at least you know i could see that and it wouldn't really wouldn't really fuck up with fuck up her day wouldn't fuck up his day they both be happy they both get to stay married have a kid and yeah nothing nothing goes awry so I really like how they presented that in like a no context, no nothing. And I think I might keep watching this. I'm going to get Netflix or I might get Netflix. I don't know. Now is not really the time to sign up for streaming services. But uh, I think I'm going to get Netflix for this. I want to watch Dave Chappelle's special that's got all the LGBT people in a tizzy. I want to watch the ni that 90s show if that comes out anytime soon. And... There was one more thing. There was one more thing. Oh, can't think about it right now. It's gone. <sighs> While we're on the subject of Mesley, a couple weeks ago, uh, she posted some picture on her Snapchat story or something. Her and her friends were doing shit, and the girl on the left of that picture had such a fucking gorgeous smile that I had to say something. So I, sw I swiped up on Mesley shit. I was like, yo, that girl on the left, fine as hell, or some shit like that. And, you know, I obviously didn't think anything of it, wasn't trying to do anything uh, with that, just making conversation, if anything. And But she responded a little bit later, like, yeah, she is fine, but she got a man, so, yeah. 
And I was like, yeah, that's, uh, I hope she's happy. You know, whatever. What, I'm, what am I going to say? And then, you know, didn't think anything of it. That was a few weeks ago. Yesterday, I'm getting home from my long-ass day, right? I'm getting ready for bed. I'm on the computer with the boys, just talking. About to leave, about to smoke a bowl, lay down. And then I get a fucking video snap from Mesley. I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder what this is. You know, I was thinking about just opening it when I woke up. Nah, I'll open it right now. And it's this cute-ass girl recording herself saying, hey, uh, Mesley told me that you thought I was cute and that I had a boyfriend, but I'm single and I think you're cute. And here I am, like, half awake, about to go to sleep, looking like a mess, uh, no shirt on, no nothing, not in a, any position to send a video back, unfortunately. And I'm like, damn. So I start texting her. But there's the whole, you know, she lives in Austin, I live in Dallas thing. That kind of sucks. But I remembered I'm going down there for a concert, you know, see Benny the Butcher, yes, sir, in a bit. So, um... I asked if she would be down there still, you know, not leaving for Thanksgiving or anything. She said she would be, so I was like, hey, you know, show me show me around, get some food or something. And then uh, I don't remember how we ended up on it, but she started talking about Peruvian food and how good it was, like really talking it up. I'm like, okay, okay, so are the, is there a Peruvian restaurant in Austin or anything? And she said, yeah, there is, but uh, it was it was all right, you know, nothing too special but I can cook you some Peruvian food. And she had me right there. Like, you gonna make me food? Shit. I'm definitely coming now. I mean, I can't wait to try it. I've never had Peruvian food before, but after, after everything she says, I can only imagine the best. Um, so I'm excited for that. But another thing, like, man, I really... I really hate texting girls and, and hear me out now it's because I feel like I'm better in person like I I feel like I come across so corny or something on text like I would much rather just talk in person there, there's you can get the tone you can get you know, body language you know, a lot of sh a lot more shit than you get over text but when it comes to texting the homies that's different that's fun because then uh, whenever you fuck up, that just makes it more funny. But whenever you're texting someone that you have an interest in, I, I don't know. I just feel like I just don't have the right shit to talk about. I don't know. Or whatever I'm talking about is, like, not interesting enough. And that sucks. But shout out to Mesley. That it, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Mesley used to try to get me with girls in middle school and shit. She would call, we would call her my wing woman. And after this whole thing, she was like, I still got it. Still your wing woman. Shit like that. So that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I'm excited for the Peruvian food for sure. And um, the attention does feel nice. No cap. But it's like, man, why does the one cute girl that thinks that I'm cute have to live sit at several cities away? <laughs> but it is what it is at the end of the day, you know? And um, 
that's uh, that's about it for me this week. Um, Reason Wale and Benny the Butcher dropped a three piece, a little demo tape. That was pretty nice. Let me find that real quick. Recently played No More No Less. That's what it's called. All right, left hand. That was the first track. Isaiah Rashad has a really nice flow on this. Zakari kind of kills it in a bad way, like ruins the first half. But then, like, there's a really nice beat switch, and Reason has a really, really nice verse on the second half. The second song, not for me. Eh, it was uh, it was not for me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, the third song, 12 a.m. in Atlanta, ATL. It, it was good, but it kind of just, I don't know. If I had to put it in, in words, I'd say it felt like they all kind of mailed the verse in. You know what I'm saying? They weren't in the booth together spitting this shit. It's just a couple of different energies. and uh, it, I mean, they're all good verses. It just doesn't me- uh, mesh well. But not bad. I, I kind of I expected too much, I feel like. I saw Reason and Benny the Butcher on the same project, and I was really hyped. But it was all right. And, uh, yeah, this has been the Week in Review podcast. Uh, hope you had a great Saturday. I hope you have a great Sunday. And if, you, if you're waiting on doing something, bro, uh, don't wait too long. Uh, sometimes that will bite you in the ass. And then uh, circumstances change, and you're not able to do that shit anymore. Like, I'm glad that I started taking care of all my stuff like this driving safety and everything before I just lost my job because if I had lost my job first I would not be anywhere near as motivated to do it because now I'm just spending money but I'm glad I got that shit taken care of when I could uh, which you're probably thinking well it's still the same money but it's, it's a mind state thing with it, which is the biggest thing for me I just get in my own head all the fucking time and like bog myself down when there's no reason to most of the time. Sometimes I'm right, and I'm like, see, you should have fucking listened. But I don't know. There's no way to tell until after normally. 2020, or hindsight is 2020, sorry. But, yep, that's it for me. Have a great week. Take it easy, and, man, just take a breath. Don't stress out. We're still alive. Um, yeah. Later. Welcome to the podcast post show. You already you already know how it is. If you don't, you don't got to listen to this. This is extra content. You do not have to stick around. The the theater lights are on, the credits are rolling. If you're staying around for after credit shit, this is for you. If you're not, then fucking stand up and go home so we can sweep up the floors, but man, let me start off. All right, ugh. I'm so sick of hearing me breathe into the mic. I don't know how I'm supposed to stop doing that. I'm. It's just, I don't know. I, I'll just fucking sit here and suffocate, I guess. But that shit is so fucking irritating to me, too. I want you to know. If, if you don't hear it, I'm sorry. I just brought it to your attention. It's like that How I Met Your Mother episode. The, the glass just shattered. And I, I just ruined everything for you. But, man, I'm fucking, I'm so fed up. Another thing I wanted to say about Wonderlust that I didn't mention before that makes it so good and kind of sticks out from everything else, at least one episode in, all right? 
it's a it's much more downplayed than everything else. Uh, Netflix, especially, but a lot of shows now are really just super in your face with like sex, drugs, suicide, self harm, like any big trigger topics. They just fucking exploit and beat the fuck out of the dead horse, you know. But I really like on this show it. it everything is kind of downplayed a little bit, but um, it's it's realistic the way they do it. And um, there's a lot of small stuff in the acting that you can pick out that's really nice. Um, I didn't talk about her interviews, but the first interview she did was with this couple and the, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a, it's a husband and a wife and apparently they just haven't been connecting well for a bit. And the husband's doing all the talking at first and you can tell he's uncomfortable with that. Uh, you can hear it in his voice that he doesn't want to be the one talking. And so he's trying to explain the situation. And then um, he he apologizes for taking the taking charge and taking lead in, in the discussion. And I think that's uh, kind of evident as to his um, actions to try to fix the relationship already. He's, he's trying to uh, bring himself down, you know, not seem domineering or anything. But then he's quiet for a while and no one talks and. Then he kind of starts to break and says, well, what I what I really wanted was maybe just to be able to be be the way we were before again, you know, something like that, just really emotional stuff. And uh, that caught me like I wasn't. <clears throat> I was watching the show, right? But I wasn't, well, I wasn't analyzing it. But at, at that point, I was like, okay, shit, we got something here. And then in the her next interview, it's with this guy, and he's a lot more relaxed and casual, and uh, they're kind of joking around. And then she has him talk about this dream, and he gets real serious, or, or more serious than he was before. And then <clears throat> as she's asking him details about the dream, he answers as if he's been having that dream forever. You know, she asks a question like, well, do you know who it is? And immediately he's like, no, I, I, I never see who it is. And just like that, like it's stuck on his mind on repeat and he's just ready to put it out there. I love stuff like that, like little shit. But anyway, also uh, just for comparison, uh, sex education. I feel like every part of that show was fucking out there. And I mean, maybe it was targeted towards a younger audience, but uh, this show is a lot more refined, I feel like, so far. I mean, yeah, there was a dude caught jerking off, but it I don't know. It's a different feeling to the show, which maybe that's a completely personal thing that no one else can pick up on, but I feel like it's uh, evident. Um, was that all I wanted to talk about? Oh, that <clears throat> that girl was really into um, true crime too. I sent her a picture 
I sent her a snap of uh, that chapter, which is a YouTube channel that Shay put me on a, a few weeks ago. She's like, no way you watched that chapter. <laughs> so that was cool. I, I sent, I texted Shay. I said, Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for that. Uh, like boost. I, I don't know that that shit's always cool. Like to find some little shit in common. And then she watched JCS too. And she said she wanted to start watching anime. So I, I said Hunter x Hunter because that's, man, that's one of the first anime that really made me feel anxious and like had me on the edge of my seat. The The final arc is so good. I know a lot of people hate on it, but at least the final fight is so great. But uh, anyway, because she said Attack on Titan was at what everyone had been recommending to her. And I'm like... Attack on Titan's pretty ass. I couldn't. I couldn't really get into it. Maybe now I could, cause, uh, you know, the taste change and shit. But nah, I wasn't for me back then. So, so I said Hunter Hunter. But she said that she was into drama. So, I recommended uh, Erased, which fucking good. Erased is about this dude who goes back in time like a few seconds, and then he has to change stuff to to make things different to save people. And then he has to, he ends up going back a little bit further to save a friend from uh, back in his childhood. And that shit's pretty cool. It, it makes you cry though. That That's the warning. Or at least I'm pretty sure I cried. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched it. The cool thing about that one though, is that Netflix made a really, really good live action version. And it gives a little bit extra on the plot that might have been in the manga, but maybe it was, uh, maybe it was just their own idea. But anyway, it it was uh, actually a good addition. Like I thought, okay, that that makes sense. Uh, it's cool that I know that now. But anyway, I recommended that, and then Death Parade, which is kind of m- more psychological, like Death Note. Like, oh shit, this was happening while I thought this was happening the whole time. Stuff like that, like big plot twists and. Um, it's only a season long, unfortunately. I thought there would be a second season, but it came out in like 2015. So that's out of the question now, but pretty good stuff. I think it's only 12 episodes long. No, no big commitment. And they were talking about music. Uh, she listens to a lot of Hispanic music, so she was sending me stuff like that. And then I I was, I tried to relate. I was like, oh, okay. And I sent something because I listen to... I listen to Spanish speaking music too, you know, I'm not just a fucking country boy, you know, or rock or whatever. I listen to everything, right? Uh, I listen to Japanese music too. I, I mean, I'm no, uh, I don't discriminate based on language. I'm Man, that really annoyed me when my mom used to be like that. I would play like an anime opening in the car. She'd be like, what are they saying? Like, I don't understand it. Stuff like that. But then she would play Despacito in the car. It's like, Oh, that song fucking sucks. Not even the good version, like the Justin Bieber version. But anyway, I'm not one of those people. So um, I tried to send something back and she said that it was uh, it was from Mexico. It was Mexican music, which was different in some way. But that made me feel kind of dumb. <laughs> not Maybe not dumb, but ignorant or uneducated. Like, I don't know the difference. I literally don't. But she was talking about different genres and stuff, which I had, again, no idea about. And uh, everything she sent me was pretty good. And then I sent her um, 
Put Out My Fire by Lamont Dozier because that's my favorite fucking song right now. It's so fun. I, I love listening to it and it's fun to play on drums, but she liked that. And then, man, you can only talk about music for so long before it gets old. I mean, if it was like I'm saying, bro, if it was in person, I could talk about it a lot more and talk about other stuff and have somewhere to go with it just based on the feeling of, you know, how it's going. Or I could pull stuff up on my phone and play it right there and then it would be easier to go back and forth. But texting is just so lethargic. Yeah, so I just it fizzled out eventually. I'm like, damn, I don't want to just keep texting her because I can't really go over there or do anything. But I also do want to get to know more more about her. But I don't want to fucking I don't want her to get bored of me because texting sucks. You know what I'm saying? So I might just chill for a bit. I don't know. Um. Man, I really want to live with my grandpa. I think that'll be cool. Plus, it'll mean I don't have to worry about rent. And maybe I could get him on the podcast. That would be cool. If I mean, if I could get him to uh, behave himself. Because I'm not going to lie, he's racist sometimes. That's just how it is. I'm sorry if that offends you in some way. My grandpa's racist. And if we're being honest, your grandparents are probably racist too. That's just how it goes. Old people just are filled with hatred. Man, I my granny and pa, they're rest in peace, but they hated each other, bro. They lived in the same house, and all they ever did was like scream at each other and stuff. That's all I can remember. But I, I would enjoy living with him, and he has a lot of stories, most of which I've heard. Uh, I like that. I like that he's, he can bring up a story. Like, he can start talking about Dairy Queen, and I already know he's going to bring up Cecilia Jackson, who used to make a banana split in a cup for him and do it all the way up because they were friends. And he would talk about how funny she is, who she was and everything. Or um, just talking about running around with his friends. This one guy made him hold a shotgun while he beat the fuck out of these two dudes so that they wouldn't. one dude wouldn't interfere, you know? crazy shit like that i'm I'm happy to know those stories because then i can tell those to my kids one day or some shit like that but no i would really like to live with them uh, at first my mom brought it up and i was just i was against it i i like the idea of living on my own but i really like the idea of not paying rent a whole lot more and plus i mean he when i've brought it up before i don't remember exactly what how it went down but he was like, no, it's it's me. Like, I'm grouchy or whatever the fuck. But, man, I would not leave my room for shit. Like, if he's pissing me off, guess what? I'm going to go in my room or I'm going to go outside and smoke. Or I'm going to leave. I have those options. It's not like... It's not like if I was living at home and there were three kids. It's just one grumpy old man. He's not very mobile. He, he uh, If there is an issue, it's going to stay in one area. It's not like kids where they run around screaming door through door through door. Just, ah, wah, 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 wah. you know, nowhere near that bad. So that'll be cool. All right, I hope that, I mean, 
what the fuck is he going to tell me? Is he going to tell me, no, my lease is up? He's going to tell me, no, you can't stay with me? The fuck ever. I'm going to knock on the door, put my shit in. If he doesn't open the door, I know how to get in through the back. I'm going to put my shit in there. And what are you going to do, old man? I'm staying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um. All right. This is it. I feel better. I like doing these. It lets me get, because I just listened to part of whatever I said on the podcast, and it's like, damn, I, I wanted to say this. I wanted to say that. And this kind of lets me get it all out. And um, also, I don't feel as much pressure when I'm doing these, because if I've already done the podcast, bro. I'm just chilling now. Whatever the fuck I say, it really doesn't matter. Anyway, y'all have a great week. Thank you for sticking around, and if you listen to my podcast in general, just thank you so much. Uh, this is one of the things that keeps me positive. Uh, okay, car rides do not count when I'm driving. I get angry. But this is one of the things that keeps me having a positive outlook on life. I love this. I love I love this format. I like getting to decompress at the end of the week, just getting all my shit out so it's not in the back of my head. Um, having this to look back on when I get older if I have kids, they could listen to this one day. That would be cool, right? Or maybe not. Maybe I don't want them to know what I was like. Maybe I'll end up a fucking tightwad wearing polos tucked in and shit. And uh, I'll be sipping a glass of tea. And they'll run in. Dad, Dad, we found your podcast. I'm assuming they're in the high school. I would hope so if they're listening to this shit. I'm just going to do a spit take. No, son, stay away. I don't know why I'm British now, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. <laughs> and I hope you have a great weekend, week, life, everything, man. I hope it's all gravy in the Navy, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the post show. Later. Okay, I know y'all are sick of me by now, but bro, the girl that I had my first kiss with just had a kid. <laughs> I just had to talk about that for a second, man, because that's a fucking trip. Holy shit. Sophomore year, summer, we were sitting at the park, right, on a, on a park bench just talking, and she knew that I had to have my first kiss, and she was like, do you want to have your first kiss? And I was like, uh, Yeah. And so she leans in and then we kiss, right? And she said, how was that? And look, this is about to be cringe, but my fucking dumbass was trying to be smooth, right? And I was like, well, I don't know. Let, let me uh, let me get one more. Let, let me see. Let me get another try. And so I tried to go back in, right? But I didn't put my hand on her face to guide myself in. Rookie mistake. And I just kissed the space in between like her bottom lip and her chin. I still remember this shit. And she didn't say anything. We I, I, we just kind of played it off, ignored that that happened. Um, but yeah, the girl, that girl, I just got on Instagram and she's got a, a post with her newborn baby. And that's awesome. I'm really happy for her. I hope that they do well. and. Hell yeah, everything. But, man, that's a fucking trip. I just had to share that real quick.
I, that makes me feel old and um I don't know, a lot of different feelings. None negative, but just like kind of like taken out of it for a second. Wow. All right. Bye for real. Bye for real for real. <laughs>